Welcome to All Ears Senior Living Success, where we talk with industry leaders to make sure you find success in your community. My name is Matt Riders, and I'm the co-founder of Eversound, a company dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Dr. Nancy Swanner the Associate Professor in the School of Hospitality Business Management and the Founding Director of the Granger Cobb Institute for Senior Living at Washington State University. Thanks for joining me today, Nancy. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored. Hey, I've been waiting for this one to happen, so I'm grateful we were able to make it. Um, so, Nancy, can you share some of your background and you know how you got into helping senior living? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, when I tell my story, you're probably going to be more confused at the end because there is zero tie-in in, in, in many ways. My my background uh, in my other, the other part of my life, it's non-academic. My husband and I have owned and operated restaurants for 35 years. And so really, um, and that's how I put myself through college, uh, was was working in a restaurant. And um, so I've, I've kind of been a restaurant rat. And uh, But then I when I came to Washington State University, um, I teach in the hospitality program, and uh, so that kept me tied tied to the industry without having to, you know, answer those calls in the middle of the night, which was super freeing. I'll tell you that when the phone rings now, I know it's not for me. Um, but uh, what, where I, how I got to where I am now, I was the director of the hospitality school here at Washington State University for about ten and a half years, and our hospitality school is is um, the third oldest in the country. It's it's got a pretty solid reputation uh, nationally and internationally, and um, we we are housed in a in a college of business actually the Carson College of Business which makes us a little bit unusual. Uh, most hospitality programs are not housed in a college of business; they're elsewhere on campus. And while I was the director, I was approached uh, by uh, Jerry Meyer actually, who at the time was the uh, COO of Aegis Living, President and COO of Aegis Living, and uh, he said, hey, you've got this great hospitality program, and I think we need to be working together. And I am zero poker face, and all I could think of was, oh, God, don't let my face give me away because I have no idea what this guy's talking about. And all I could think about from my paradigm was nursing home. And I thought, I, I don't see the connection, and okay, but, but. But that started us down the path, and so um, so it was it was industry people who got me to drink the Kool Aid and realize that there is a huge connection between senior living and hospitality, and how we could create something cool and and try and make a difference in the world. So uh, it was never my idea. I'd love to say it was my idea. It was not. It started with Jerry Meyer, soon to be followed by Bill Pettit, actually who also approached me separately. Oh, that's so interesting. And, you know, being one of those people who's also drank the Kool-Aid with you, it's uh, it's awesome to have you here. And, you know, so one of the things I want to talk about, so it's called the Granger Cobb Institute. Um, you know, some of the people who are listening to this might not even know who, who that is. Can you share who Granger Cobb was and his impact on the senior living industry? Ab absolutely. Uh, how First, let me start with how, why why Granger for us? Because after after Jerry and Bill approached us, they said, hey, we've got some other friends we'd like to bring to the table to have this conversation with you regarding some sort of a program at Washington State University. 
And the, the, the other two, uh, the, the Fab Four, as I refer to them, uh, ended up including Tana Gall, who at the time was the president of Leisure Care, and Granger Cup, who was the CEO of Emeritus. Um, and those were companies that were all headquartered, of course, in the Pacific Northwest. And so Granger, Granger came to the table with the other three. Now, who is Granger aside from, from that connection to us? Granger was a real pioneer in the industry. He started uh, very early after he graduated from college uh, as an executive director of a community uh, and then sort of got in the business and he and his wife formed a company and then they, well, there were some acquisitions and different things. Lo and behold, the company kept growing to the point that it ended up being Emeritus. And he was the CEO of Emeritus at the time it was then acquired by Brookdale. Very sadly, Granger Cobb, died of cancer in 2015 at the age of 55. And that was awful. And um, when we started to work on this idea of the Institute, uh, the Institute had to go through our academic process of being approved by the Faculty Senate, which it did. And then we decided we wanted to name it. And so the idea came up to name it to honor Granger. And um, truly it was friends and followers um, of Granger, who put the naming gift together uh, to to endow it, so in perpetuity it will be the Granger Cobb Institute for Senior Living. I love that, and it's a great way to celebrate uh, a life well lived. You know, even though it, it was cut short, unfortunately. And yeah, I've I've heard that name. I when I first got in, I was never really sure who it was, and you know, shortly after, read the bio, and you know, all the and you know, people loved them, which is which is and still love them to this day. Um, and so one of the things with your program, right, you're helping many college students, some interested in exploring a career in senior living, you know, it sounded like you had some misconceptions before you came into the industry. I know I had some misconceptions before I came in, but what are you finding those misconceptions that your students have about this industry before getting into it? Well, you know, interestingly, I, we, we have, uh, in our, in our program, we have a, there are three courses it's a very interdisciplinary program in terms of the major and the minor. But um, there, there are three courses that are specific to senior living. And the, and the intro class, what, what we call the intro class, draws people from all majors. And, and more often than not, I'll be very honest, it's like, well, I needed three credits and it fit in my time schedule. You know, we've all been college students. We get it, right? Um, I'll leave the fifth on that one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so, so there... They're there from a variety of backgrounds, and and that's okay because the one thing we really stress in the class is, you know, senior living is a place for everyone. There, you know, there are there are engineers and there are designers and there are marketers and there are CNAs and there are nurses and there are psychologists and there are all kinds of people um, with those degrees that are in that have found a home in senior living. So it's really. In many ways, to me, I see that as an opportunity to expose them to a career path that they may not have thought about previously. Even more importantly, I think, which I've, I've, I'm excited to see, is we are now to a point with a generation of students that are more familiar with the industry than, say, I was. You know, when Jerry Meyer came to me, my parents in their 80s were still living in their own home. And no, I, like, I just didn't have any idea. And, and then again, what, you know, my mind just went to this nursing home thing. Um, well, students today have grandparents or loved ones who are living in communities. And we see it every time we teach the class, as you, as you well know, Matt, because you have been so gracious 
uh, to present to our students along the way. And I thank you for that. Um, you know, Eversound has a place in every every class, and the students love it that you're techy and young and hip and cool, and you're exactly the person who needs to be speaking to them. Um, but what they're what we find is is that every class, more and more hands go up on the first day when I say, how many of you have a relative or have ever been to a senior community? And every semester that percentage grows. And it could be that they have a relative there, or this is also a generation of students who have been raised with the notion of volunteerism through their high school um, uh, years or, or you know, church or whatever it might be. And so whether they have a relative there or not, sometimes often they volunteer. So there is an exposure there. And so now I just need to help connect the dots of, hey, you know what it is. Guess how you can take your degree and your interests and maybe do something really cool over here in this space. So it's yeah. changed and it's good. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, I think it, you hit a good point in terms of the volunteerism. And it just reminds me of a story. One time I went into a community um, to like talk about Eversound and the receptionist was like, are you here part of the dance troupe? And uh, I was like, uh, I don't think so. I hope it's not. <laughs> and then I saw a bunch of like 10 year olds like 10 minutes after. So, uh, but you know, they're getting exposed to it, which was, was cool to see. Um, and now I'm, I'm curious with like your classes within the senior living management major, you know, how have those changed or shifted since your induction? So gr great question. And I'll tell you this, while this has been sort of a, a process or a labor of love for really 10 or 11 years now, since that first meeting back in the day, we really have only had a major in senior living management since fall 20. So um, the the institute was uh, approved by our faculty senate in eighteen. The regents ratified it in nineteen, and then I jumped into this role January of twenty, um, and then the world fell apart in March of twenty. I'm hoping there's no connection there, but you know I got to look at that timeline pretty critically. But we uh, the major launched in the fall of twenty, and what the major is, as I mentioned earlier, we are in um, we are in an accredited college of business. So, and that's actually the, one of the things the industry, especially Bill Pettit, when he spoke to us early on, loved was that this, people were learning about this business or about this industry, but understanding it's still a business. Um, and so our students get in the major, they get all of the core business requirements. You're getting a business degree from us. Um, you get all the core business requirements. You get most of the hospitality requirements. As I mentioned, we have three courses that are specific to senior living. Uh, and then when you look at the core, you know, the kind of the general core that all universities have, I put together a team of faculty from across campus who we kind of uh, roped in as being faculty fellows in this work uh, to help me say, okay, look, you've got to take social science credits. Maybe we could give you a menu of choices. If you want to be a senior living major, there are two or three courses within the social science offerings that would help, would help you, you know, death and dying aging across the lifespan, whatever it might be. So the entire core is kind of constructed that way where we could to, to build this very, you know, transdisciplinary kind of degree. So we have the major, we have the minor, and then we actually have an online on-demand, non-credit bearing certificate program uh, that is available for our, our initial target. We had two targets, people who were already in the industry that needed some additional kind of knowledge, skills, and abilities to advance or people outside of the industry who had some, some abilities, but perhaps uh, needed to learn about the senior living space. And at the time, thinking primarily about hospitality. 
people who, you know, there are so many parallels between hospitality operations and senior living operations. It really makes a whole lot of sense. So, but maybe they don't understand the care piece or the regulatory environment. So that's where our certificate program comes into play. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah. And it's still fairly new fall of 20. I mean, that was only a oh, couple of years ago, um, yeah. um, which is, which is exciting. Um, and so, you know, I'm curious, you know, again, you work with college students all the time, you know, as a, a senior living industry, how do you think we can attract more college students to make this, you know, their a solid career choice for them? You know, I, that that's the greatest question of all, because that's one of the issues we struggle with as well is, is looking to how do we build our enrollments? And, um, it's, it's kind of funny, uh, my partner in crime, Darcy Baggett, who you've met, uh, who's the, the other half of the Institute and amazing, but she worked with a company, uh, called third plus that helped come in and conduct some, uh, focus groups and did some stuff with students. And one of the things, um, and we're going to be taking some of these tips, but the first thing we need to do is, and, and the industry as a whole, we need to get rid of the word senior. And we know, you know, already that baby boomers, I am on the, I'm on the kind of the younger end of the baby boomers, but I'm a boomer. I don't want to think about that. I'm not a senior. That's not cool. Well, imagine trying to attract an 18 to 22 year old to something that has that in the title. And so um, the, we learned that from the focus groups. And one of the things that we're actually going to do is change the, the first course in our three course sequence. Uh, as an example, is called currently is called Introduction to Senior Living Management. Well, again, Darcy and her brilliance said, okay, we got to get rid of that word. What if we call the class Exploring the Business of Aging? And that has a much nicer ring to it than something that hits you in the face like the word senior. So I think we've got to do some different, some, some change, change up with the brand. Um, I do think we need to, you know, one of the things that we want to do on our own campus is is go out to people who have come come to WSU but maybe haven't declared as a major uh, and get in front of them, tell the story, because I think if we could tell the story and educate people and we've got some great videos and things that we can share, I think that will help. But I definitely think it even has to start earlier than that. And you, you joked about the dance troupe and the 10-year-olds, but I think the 10-year-olds is where it's kind of got to start. And hopefully those 10-year-olds are going to visit grandparents and communities where it's a really awesome experience because maybe grandma and grandpa are still very active and they're doing cool, fun things. And um, But that exposure at a very young age, I think, has to matter. And then we need to do some very targeted things, even at the, at the middle school and the high schools, to get people thinking this way. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we'll, we'll talk about that and how we can help create some of those grassroots, grassroots efforts in a, in a second here. And, you know, we talk about how do we attract more college students, but I also think as an industry, like how can we better support institutes like Granger Cobb to help develop the next generation of leaders? You know, well, you, you already play along with that very nicely. I mean, we, we, we teach our intro class three times a year and Matt, since we've Several years now, you, you've made time to speak to those students. And what we actually do in that intro class is every week, we have at least one industry person that speaks and brings that content to life. Uh, whatever that week's topic is, care and services, operations, whatever it might be, financial management. You know, nobody, nobody gets into this business because they love the numbers. I mean, they really probably don't. Um, and so, but you still have to understand the numbers. It's still, at the end of the day, a business. So you better understand those numbers. But we bring people in every week to to that that speak 
uh, you know, you in a couple of weeks are actually visiting Owen Washington, coming to the campus because it's hospitality week. And we uh, have a, a, a tech panel that we're doing uh, in senior living that uh, you'll be a part of. We're so excited about that. But it's those kinds of things. I think initially it's sort of just that uh, volunteering time and making time to speak to students. We've had industry people who have reached out and wanted to mentor particular students. So we've made connections. Uh, we've also worked with the trade associations. Many of them are very generous in terms of um, offering scholarships uh, uh, or registration fees, sometimes even with a hotel for students to attend national conferences. All of those things matter. I, I do think one of the things that as, as we look out, we're in a we're in a state, you know, public institution, a land grant institution, which is really awesome. But what it means is nobody's dumping buckets of money on us from, you know, from the from the state level. So we've got to earn it. And um, we, ha we have some things and some plans in place for that. But I do think this is one of those areas where, some, where we, we will likely need some scholarship, extra scholarship dollars. We have some, but I think we'll need uh, other, you know, additional dollars so that we can, we can attract students from the get-go to think about this. Um, because really, for the next 40 years, these students can write their own ticket. We, mm. we know that. Um, we just have to tell the story. No, it makes sense. And it, it kind of, you know, I, I just envisioning kind of like the circle of life here is like as an industry of how we can continue to help support um, institutes like you and, and how we can really, you know, develop that and work together to, to continue to, to set up the, the industry for success. Um, and, you know, we talk about some of the things and in, in doing some of those efforts for, you know, middle school and, and high school. You know, what do you think senior living providers can do or begin to focus on to help develop those grassroots efforts in within their area to plant those seeds for senior living as a career path? That that's awesome. We actually, uh, in in conjunction with the recent OSHA annual meeting, we met with our steering committee, and our steering committee for this program has some, you know, real heavy hitters on it. And and again, this this entire program has been driven since day one by the industry. And so we rely on the industry for everything. We've guided our curriculum. They've, they've taught our classes. They tell us what move to make next. They helped us create a strategic plan, all of those kinds of things. And so at our last meeting, one of the things that we talked about that we would like to do is we would like to um, develop almost sort of a template or a script that let, let's say, um, Let's say in your area, you're a senior living operator and within, within, um, within your, you know, service area, there are, you know, five high schools and six or eight middle schools. So if we, if we were to give, get a script and then also um, some swag, because of course, if WSU is going to be part of this and, oh, and our degree is available completely online, I might add as well as a little plug. So it doesn't matter where you are. But if we could send you out or some of your um, employees or executives that are, you know, I think it's, I think there's got to be a profile. I mean, you know, not too far removed from their age, uh, great presentation skills, you know, can hook them, can grab them, can keep them entertained. But if we could send them out with sort of this script and some cool swag to visit these local schools on their career days or their um, career fairs, whatever they might have to tell the story at that level, that helps, that helps create a, you know, a, a, a bigger wake. And so I, I think we need to be doing that all over the country. We always, we, I also work very closely with Doug Olson and the Vision Center 
Um, and, you know, one of the goals of that group was to develop 25 programs across the country uh, that are, are, are creating the next gener generation of leaders in this space. And so this is, you know, I'm as competitive as the day is long. I mean, like stupidly competitive. However, we couldn't turn out enough employee or yeah, enough uh, graduates from WSU to fill this workforce demand that we're going to have. We we need to do this in partnership. So if if I could can help go out and help other schools who are thinking about doing something in a, in a program or whatever, that that's my role. I think with the Vision Center is to is to help um, sort of spread the love related to this as as an option. But certainly the operators, um, you know. If, Again, if you have schools in your backyard, you know, colleges or aside from just the middle schools and high schools, if you have colleges, community colleges in your area, find ways to get out there and sort of start telling the story. Um, because I think that's the only way that it's going to grow. It's got to grow organically, especially until we change the name. Hey, I'm with you on that one. Well, thank you, Nancy, for joining me today. I know our listeners will will get a lot out of this. And I know if they want to get in contact with the Granger Cobb Institute, all of your information is right there on the website. It absolutely is. Thank you so much for having me. Love working with you. You're awesome. Hey, I appreciate that. If you'd like to know when we post the next episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're interested in how Eversound can help improve the quality of life in your community, find out more at eversoundhq.com.